tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Social Conversations. Let's welcome uh, A-Team guest who's very gracious and I really appreciate uh, his time every time he's joined us on the show. Devin Munsami, who is the CEO of iChef Training Institute, which is a South African corporate training provider and a national learning institute. Devin, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. A very good evening, Patricia, and good evening to the listeners. Always th- a pleasure to speak to you. I must thank you for uh, your, uh, your 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 patience and your dedication <laughs> to always sharing with us here on the A team. We really, really appreciate you. Well, it's always lovely speaking to you, and um, you're welcome. So this evening we're talking uh, mental health, uh, the impact that political unrest has had on mental health uh, of South African people. You've penned down an article, I think. Maybe take us into confidence as to what inspired and sparked you to write this article. As uh, you know, as um, some of the listeners or maybe you know, we run learnerships nationally, as you said in the, in the introduction as well. And we've noticed a high, high levels of anxiety with um, a lot of the learners trying to get into sessions um, this week and, and, and during unrest um, other times of the year, last year. And, um, and my background is in psychology, so I decided to do a little bit more research in terms of what is um, the effects of political unrest or any sort of unrest happening in your community or your area. And um, this is something we shared with all of our students and we shared onto our social social media platforms as well, just so that people could understand better how to take care of themselves when some things are seemingly outside of your control, like political unrest. Mm. So now we've had a lot of political unrest in South Africa. Uh, It's been bubbling under quite a lot, fractions in uh, the ruling party, changes in our municipalities, despite the fact that we went to the local government elections, you know, changes there, Um, uh, and then just many other things. But amongst that, we had the July unrest, we had COVID-19, and corruption that read its ugly head during this time. So what Mm. have been the, 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 the impact or the effect of the political unrest and instability uh, being on our people? Mm. Yeah, it comes in several forms. Um, we could look at, um, you know, sometimes relationships could be damaged. Um, you know, it disrupts our self-care. Um, we get a little bit anxious at times as well because we're not as stable as, as we were a few days before, depending on what's happening in the country at that time. Um, you know, when, 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 things that are, when some things that are unsettling tend to occur around us, our patterns change, our mindsets tend to shift. So we're outside of our regular routine. And this can be devastating for any individual who's comfortable with a routine, who has a family, who's, um, you know, kids going to school, as an example. Safety even comes under under scrutiny at that at that period or that moment. We look at uh, in some instances shop owners who had to go for serious trauma counselling after some of their stores had been looted, as you'd mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, with with unrest in certain areas. So there's a whole host of 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 um, of after of after effects or 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 or, um, or you know, certain um, things that occur in our minds as well as within our family structures during this period. Mm. 
Mm, very true. And and now with also the judgments that have uh, come out uh, from courts, I mean, two major judgments that are putting South Africans at a place where they ask themselves about stability and the future of our country and politics and legal framework. Uh, what is it that we can do to make sure that we minimize the impact of any news, any judgment that comes out um, that, that will or might impact on us? How do we handle it? Mm. Look, we often left questioning our safety. We start thinking very, you know, very deeply about certain things. We, we have serious debates and conversation. This adds to the anxiety. You know, sometimes even on a Sunday, a family gathering, you always get people who, who now start a rife political discussion. And it seems that everybody becomes an expert. So the uncle next door and your aunt and then your friend and everybody, you know, some people can be quite naysaying at the time. You know, that's just uh, one avenue of, of information that we're getting where negativity could sort of fester. But I would say it's very important to filter what information we're getting through into our system. And if that conversation becomes too much to handle, because everybody's talking about now immigrating, moving to another country, trying to get away from what's happening, this is an unrealistic approach. We've got to be able to deal with things right now. Okay, and if the conversation becomes too heated and, and you're sitting in a state of anxiety, it's okay to step away from that discussion. Similar to social media. Remember, we can control how we engage on social media and what content we're processing and what are we reading. Sometimes you can work yourself into an absolute state if you're constantly focused on, 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 on certain stories. Take a break as an example. Just, just don't engage with those debates because sometimes on Twitter, sometimes on Instagram, we get into, uh, you know, some arguments and debates over what people are posting, specifically around the political scene and, and what's happening with certain court judgments. We cannot control this, but we can control the way in which we respond to certain things, respond to our social media, respond to our family members, and how our rhythm has been affected by it. We too can, can respond to that by getting back into a routine. It sounds easy when you say choose how you respond. Maybe give us some uh, psychological tips on how to firstly rail our thoughts in and our emotions in so that we don't react based on fear or judgment mm. or, yeah, just how, how do we do yeah. that? Well, psychologically, we must remember that um, uh, for a long time in the history of our country, and not just the history of our country, but the history of the world, for many years, decades, we look at the 90s, we look at the 2000s, we look at different decades, there's always been some sort of an upheaval. There have been natural disasters, there have been political upheaval, we've had so many uh, jarring incidences in our communities and so forth. We have to reconcile psychologically that there are many things that we simply cannot accept. We, uh, sorry, we simply cannot control, but we've got to be able to accept. A, a tsunami taking place is an example. This is a very uh, bizarre analogy, but uh, let's, let's, let's look at that for a, for a moment. Now, we can almost say we, we simply cannot control it, but, but, and, 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 and by thinking about that type of analogy, if it happens, we could take the necessary precaution as far as we possibly can. And if we don't live near the coast, there's nothing to worry about. 
So in that case, I could then accept that particular situation. The same with politics, the same with any other thing that happens. Psychologically, we need to prepare ourselves for a realistic consequence or realistic eventuality. And how does this affect me? And if I'm completely, completely out of control of it, and if I, it does, and whatever my actions are right now doesn't influence the situation, then quite simply there's nothing that I can do about it. Mm. And this is how I start to disengage. Many people will look at what's going on in the States or in Ukraine and work themselves in, into an absolute panic. The average South African, without discrediting anyone, we don't have complete control what's going to be happening in the next war in Europe as an example, but tensions run exceptionally high. And then we start comparing ourselves with other nations and so forth. I think we have to be exceptionally realistic at this moment and, and start to, to, to assess properly what is it that I'm within, is within my control, how best can I accept certain things, and what is it that I can influence. And if we ask these questions psychologically, we start to get into a safe space. Devin, there's also those in our society that already suffer from mental health uh, disorders. And uh, those who are are suffering um, might need to take a different approach from what you are mentioning now um, Mm. to deal with such situations. Mm. Yeah, there's many people in the country, you know, marginalized, uh, you know, people, um, the people in certain communities who don't necessarily have access to 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 you know to to resources to help them cope in situations like this and it's very sad because um, um, these people could be more seriously affected simply because they don't have the resources there are no there, there are no areas um, or outlets for them to be able to speak to somebody about such a you know such a scenario occurring um, and 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 then there are other South Africans who do have access, who can sort of manage it better through networks, and specifically people in corporate. You know, there are so many different programs available to persons within the corporate sector, free programs at that. So my concern really are those marginalised people in the country, and this is where we need to start really, really assessing. How are we filtering information into which communities and how? And the responsibility is on all of us to be able to share information with, with many people within the schooling sector, within marginalized segments, within the TV spaces, about what's not uninformed or ill-informed, but rather sticking to facts and rather empowering these individuals because they simply don't have access to the more, uh, I would say, traditional means of seeking mental health. Devin, you also have uh, authored a couple of books uh, as uh, alongside to the many articles that you have penned down. How do our A-teamers get to this rich wealth of knowledge that you have shared so that they can get more empowered? Thank you for asking, Patricia. They're welcome to contact me um, you know, via, via a website platform like ichecktraining.ca.ca or devinmunsami.com or even via Instagram or Facebook, Devin Munsami. So, yeah, that's one way. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us. Always a great pleasure. (laughs) Thank you, Patricia. Have a good evening.